Welcome back to Thinking About It. Uh, we're back together with Dave Barker. And we are, Dave, we're thinking about um, something that uh, you're involved with right now, something called Poinsettia Sunday. And mm. just to introduce that, I'll, I'll do it this way. I got a phone call from someone in our church that asked uh, an odd question. He said, is it okay if we meet as a family to remember a dead aunt? And I thought, what's wrong with that? Why is this a phone call? And it turns out that uh, this dear brother, New Christian, is from Central America, and in his extended family, there is a consciousness about the dead. They celebrate the dead, and uh, some of his believing family members just had a conscience about this. They were uncomfortable remembering the dead or honoring the dead in the context of a formal gathering, and that was kind of a, a new wrinkle for me. Um, we're going to visit Romans 14 and chat about that. But how do you honor the dead? Is there a place in the church to remember loved ones that have gone on? Or is it all about Jesus and we're not to complicate the Lord's Day gathering uh, with things like this? But, but you've just been involved in something called Poinsettia Sunday, which I thought was very interesting. And it kind of answers my question in part. So just tell us a little bit about what that is for you. Yeah, this is at uh, Crestwick Baptist Church. I'm speaking there a little bit these days, and and they've got a point set come Sunday coming up, a week this coming Sunday. But I happened to be there doing some pulpit supply uh, back last year, and I was there for their point set a Sunday, and uh, I just found the service really moving. Um, they uh, they read names, they had them scrolling on the screen. And then as the name scrolled up on the screen, they would come forward with their poinsettia and place it at the front of the church. And when it was all done, there were dozens and dozens of poinsettias, and it, the place just looked beautiful. And with the names all scrolled through, I just found it a very moving and honoring time. And it also, and I, I'm a bit more aware of it this year because it kind of caught me by surprise last year, they told me about it, but I didn't quite know what it was. But here is a fabulous opportunity to, because I know the church will be will have a number of people who don't normally come to church, but they're there for this event. And you know, I'm not going to hammer John three sixteen; that mm-hmm. wouldn't be appropriate. But it's a really wonderful opportunity to speak to a larger congregation, many of whom or some of whom would not be believers. And in the context of remembrance, context of even grief and sorrow over the death of their special uh, person, um, I can point them to Jesus. And it gives me a fabulous opportunity. So in this church, uh, how do they organize that? Do they announce it a few weeks in advance? Do they sell poinsettias? People can buy one or they have to go and bring their own? No, they, they supply the poinsettias at the church. I don't know whether they, they're buying them or selling them or giving them away. I, I don't know that part of it. I just know that um, they come with a poinsettia to the front of the church and place the poinsettia at the front. And it's all organized so that their names appear on the screen. They come up on cue kind of thing and, and place it down like, like what we do at the Christmas shoe boxes, that kind of thing. Similar the, kind of the thing. The parade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they come one by one. Um, and I, th- if I remember rightly, I'll know in another couple of weeks, um, I, th- I think they come when the name comes on the screen. Mm-hmm. I think about that. I, although I, 
seems to me I do remember kind of a rolling screen. Would there as be a well. picture, like a photograph too? I don't remember any photographs uh, in the way that they do it. But that's just one way, and and of you know, and I think um, you said something about at our at the Christmas Eve service, uh, you do something similar, right? Yeah, we have a Christmas tree. Jacob uh, introduced this to us. Um, he lost his brother a few years ago, and so every Christmas Eve, it's a tender moment for him, mm-hmm. and he felt there were others who felt the same way, and so we we had people come forward. Uh, I think we were singing something, and uh, we asked them to come forward, take a, an ornament, a wooden ornament, write the name of the loved one on it, and they put it on a Christmas tree. There might have been 25, 30 people sure. who came and did that. Uh, there would be at least that at Creswick. Um, and then they, they take the poinsettia home with them. They, they don't leave them in the, at least I think. Maybe they left them in the church. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just remember the event with people coming forward, placing the, and they read the names out loud, and the family came forward. I think there was kind of a scrolling okay. screen on the screen, but they read the name out loud, then the person came forward, play, and the, there was someone up there kind of guiding them where to place it on the platform. But I just remember when it was done, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, and I wasn't prepared. That's right. why it struck me so hard. I wish somebody had given me a little bit of a heads up more about the, what this was, and I'm, I, I think I preach fine. So you got a heads up now. I do. So how would how would you preach on that occasion? Well, in this particular case, I've been assigned to teach on the Psalms. Uh, they've asked me to do four Sundays in a row on the Psalms, which is, you know, right in my wheelhouse. But and so, I'm probably going to do, like, say Psalm 139, and. The theme of that psalm is and just, there's nothing to fear in the nearness of God. You know, you know when I sit and when I stand and when I rise and, and, and present to the congregation. You know, so often we're afraid of God. We're afraid if he look, when he looks deep into our lives, he's going to see all kinds of bad things and we run the other way. But that psalm points us in complete, mm-hmm. the complete opposite direction. And so to the whole mm-hmm. congregation, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, um, the gospel is there's nothing to fear in the closeness of God through a relationship through Jesus Christ. And so I'll talk about that. And so to the believer, it's going to be a great comfort and encouragement and nothing to fear in that. To an unbeliever, it's an invitation to allow God to come near and through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's, how, that's the direction I'll push it. I guess it's the same predicament that you find yourself in or we find ourselves in when we're preaching at a service for someone we know was not a believer. And oh, how right. do you speak to that occasion, giving the comfort and the hope that comes from the gospel without lying or saying things that aren't true? Sure. And uh, you, you, yeah, you kind of work your way around that, but you still get to the hope that's found in Christ yeah. that all of us can enjoy mm-hmm. by faith in Christ. So for my friend that called, and just from their culture, they feel uncomfortable mm. with um, that. It feels like worship to them, I guess. Uh, church isn't a place for that. That's where Jesus is remembered and honored. And uh, what are your thoughts about that concern. I got to have a conversation with the family. They're going to gather together and we're going to chat about it. But is, do they have a, a, a point? Should, should we be doing that kind of thing in the church service or should that be a different time, a different kind of gathering? 
Uh, I think it's honoring family. I think it's honoring family as a foundational institution for establishing God's will on the earth. That's mm-hmm. a Bruce Walke quote. I don't see a whole lot difference in that and dedicating a baby. Right. Right. And saying, you know, we're, we as a family are going to honor Christ by raising this child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We as a family are going to honor the memory of our aunt. And especially if she was a believer, right? I th- in this case, she was the gateway for the family to come to Canada, so they're very grateful for that. But I don't know that she was a believer. Now, many of the family have since come to faith, but she wasn't. But in many ways, she was a gateway to them coming to faith, too. So you could, yeah. you could move it in that direction. But it is always a valuable thing to honor family because it's such an important part of society. And I would say to your friend, by all means, we're going to honor your aunt, honor your family, and we're going to give glory to God for the goodness that has come into your lives because of her. And so, yeah, we can make it, and, and not make it, but it, it can become very, very celebratory and crystal-centric in the way we deal with that. And I, I just think it's a wonderful opportunity to embrace a family, love a family, love on a family, and at the same time point them to the loving and gracious arms of Christ. I, I wouldn't miss that opportunity. I would take yeah. take advantage of it. I mean, that's how I think. But what if what if in the background you've got family members who have a conscience about that? Would would you just say, well, we won't do it then, or no, you won't come, or seek to persuade them to change their conscience or something like that? How how would you counsel a family like that? Yeah, and that's hard, but. I th- I, th- I don't think we run away from things because of the danger of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And so I think you spend some time with your friend, help him understand that there's no spirit worship going on. Well, here. he's got no problem, but it's right. the extended family that... Well, maybe that's an opportunity for you to say to your friend, you know what, I, would, would you like me to meet with your family? Yeah. There's a great opportunity for a pastor to engage with the larger family. It's like a funeral, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but... When I do a funeral, I go to the person, to the family's home, explain what I'm going to do, get a feel for what their feeling is and all that kind of stuff. What a, and I, back in the day in London, when I was a pastor, we had a funeral home across the street and I was regularly called on to, hey, Pastor Dave, we don't have a preacher, would you come? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would never turn that down. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in people's homes where I had no no idea who these people were. Some of them were you know, just really not involved in church or spirituality. But what a great opportunity to touch base with these people. And some of them, really interestingly, now call me their pastor. Yeah. And I did their did somebody's <laughs> funeral. But what a wonderful... So I, I would say, by all means, meet with the family, explain what's going on, what it is, what it isn't, what we're doing, what we're not doing. And you have nothing to fear here. Yeah. When I do a funeral like that, uh, I'd be interested in knowing what you think, but I don't eulogize the, the individual. Let someone else do that. Oh, yes. So I don't, chances are I don't know them that well anyway. Right, right. So I get someone else to do that. And then I just preach uh, a message of hope and a gospel, and I don't talk about the person as to their faith or not. It's just an opportunity to give hope to people who are wondering at that time, more than ever, uh, about their own mortality. Absolutely. I do the same thing. Um, find someone in the family to do the eulogy. And usually it, 
uh, maybe there's two or three folks who want to speak. Oh, there's lots. Yeah. yeah. Not, not an open mic, but, um, but yeah. And let them talk. And then, you know, you can share a couple of memories if you have of them. That's often a way to introduce a sermon. Uh, but yeah, our, th- our task is to gently and carefully share yeah. the gospel. I don't think we target people. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw a funeral happen where they actually targeted to some people like, there are grandchildren in this room who do not know Jesus. Yikes. Oh, man, I'm going, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, so that was that was inappropriate. But um, but you give them hope. You go to the resurrection passages. You go to all these passages. that, And then you say, irrespective of who we are in this room, whether you're a, a believer or a non-believer, by faith in Jesus Christ, we mm-hmm. can enjoy the wonderful hope of eternal life. How about something like in that setting, uh, and many of you, you grandkids, you knew how much your grandma loved you and you knew how much she loved Jesus and she would not want you to forget Jesus. She'd love for you to be with her in heaven with the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Is that going too far? Uh, it's pushing the edge in my view. Yeah. The fact that you use the word grandchildren, knowing that there are unbelievers in those grandchildren, yeah. they know who they are. They know who's being okay. targeted at that moment. And I just think you need, they are there to grieve the death of their grandmother, mm-hmm. not be targeted. Okay. Um, died. I, I'm not saying I've done that, uh, but I wonder about it sometimes. Yeah. In the spur of the moment, uh, you just kind of drift into some things like that without yeah, thinking. That's why you script your messages, man. Yeah, I should start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Dave, I think it's just um, a, a wonderful opportunity when you think of Poinsettia Sunday. And we have days all the time in the church. Mm. You know, Rick Baker has his car day. Have you heard about that? Oh, man. Uh, and it's just a huge hit in Oshawa. And so why wouldn't we think of opportunities to bring people into the Lord's house? Well, we celebrate Mother's Day. We celebrate Father's Day. In fact, one of the biggest things that I protest against is we spend more time on the Hallmark holidays than on the Christian holidays. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's neither. But yeah, <laughs> Use opportunity, and, and again, but be sincere about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying we're trying to drag people into church with a poinsettia so we can hammer them with the gospel. Mm-hmm. But let's reach out and minister grace to these folk, but give them also the good news that we find in Jesus. Why not? That's, yeah. that's what we're about, right? Well, maybe next year, or I guess it does it have, I guess if it's poinsettia, it's around Christmas season, right? Yeah, that's why they do it now. Okay, well, you could probably find a way to do it some other time in the year, but uh, I think uh, Grandview, we're going to have to give that a thought. I love the idea. Well, Dave, uh, that's the end of our 15-minute thinking about it, and we want to encourage those of you who are listening to think about the possibility of what this might look like in your church. Until next week, I'm Bob McGregor. Dave Barker. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.